So I think we deal with this when we wake up in the morning. <laughs> oh, my word. This whole idea of comparison. And I think it looks different in marriage a, a little bit. But, you know, we try it just we, we look, we turn to our phones, we turn to everything. Right. And we're striving to find this value and identity in things that just will leave us empty and broken all the time. Yeah. Instead of looking to Christ who calls us to rest in him. And I think this is so hard for us as believers. It's absolutely the hardest thing. I was just telling you, <laughs> it's like I wake up in the morning and you say wake up in the morning. It starts. It like starts. When the you... second you're conscious, you're conscious. Yes. It starts. The battle and... wages, the war. Yeah. And so for a, Begin. It, 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 we compare our, our income, we compare how we look, we compare how mm. we feel, how mm-hmm. we appear, how we, you know, all the attention some people get. We compare to anything and everything we can yeah, find. Yeah, we want to get all our shortcomings yeah. figured out, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? Because we want to feel like we measure up. Anyways, we're going to dive into this conversation a lot more and talk about, you know, some of the unhealthy comparisons we we deal with in marriage, what it looks like, and what does God's Word say about it, and how can we... Uh, defend ourselves against it. So, so we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Your hair is so awesome right now. I wish yeah. I could just take a picture and show all the friends. It's incomparable. <laughs> this is the beauty of podcasting, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't, I and mean, we we're not cool enough to turn into like videos. Uh, that's too much work. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> And it so, really is a lot of work, friends. We just are not, and I'm not a video person. Like, I'd rather just talk to somebody face to face. Yeah, I can't be wearing lip gloss <laughs> to do video. <laughs> can't be getting dressed. I can't be getting dressed. Doing all kinds wearing of things. All kinds of pants. <laughs> all right. Uh, so funny. yeah, I, I, my nose is a little bit stuffy. I apologize, listeners. Uh, We're both a bit nasally. It was funny. He went out of town this last weekend. And we all got sick. Like, I got sick. The girls got sick. Solo parenting while you're sick is the worst, first of all. Yeah. And then and then when they're not feeling well. So none of us got sleep. And then he comes home Sunday night or Monday night. Sunday night. Sunday, yeah. And he's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, no, you got sick, too. <laughs> I like your in- in- impression of me. <laughs> I was trying to get the nasally part. <laughs> Oh. But you walked in and I was like, oh no, you were sick too, huh? So I feel bad for you being being sick while having the kiddos. I was, so I, I serve on the board for this awesome nonprofit called Nations Media. I just mm-hmm. want to sh- share a little bit. Nations Media tells the stories of reformers around the world. People who are doing, who are, who are uh, the hands and the feet of Christ in radical ways mm. in places that are um, broken. So yeah. a lot of stuff in the Middle or East. Or hostile, right? Like it's, it's hostile against Christianity. Yeah, yeah. There's and war, there's brokenness, yes. there's poverty. On and every it, level, And yeah. so Nations um, is a nonprofit, and they, they go in and tell those stories of those reformers for the expressed purpose of uh, really bolstering people's faith and mm-hmm. calling people into the story of what God is doing in our cultural moment. Right. It's so bringing it's exposure really cool. to what's happening in, in areas that we would yeah. not ever know about mm. or see. So I've been serving on that board for about three years, and 
it's an honor, but so the the retreats seem to fall on sometimes the most inconvenient times. The, yeah, though. always. It's but always, always like really that, but they're always totally. And we do a yearly retreat, <laughs> uh-huh. and this, and so we go to this place out in the back country of Idaho. Mm-hmm. We have to fly there, a Cessna, with, and it's not just like you're landing on a big in a big meadow. It's like on the side of a cliff. <laughs> it's, it's incredible, <laughs> and it's because uh, it's because the the founder and the president of the of has his brother in law like has this family like ranch that was it's been in the family. They for, built like, it. It's all years. like built by hand. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's amazing. So anyway, I was there and sick. <laughs> so we get <laughs> there now. Which is the worst. We land, or we, we had to drive in because weather was bad, but mm-hmm. we flew out. So we drove in, took like three hours to drive in. And I get there and I'm just like, yep, I'm definitely getting sick right now. <laughs> this is the worst. And there's no, there is power, but it's it's generator. It's, yeah. And anyway. Yeah. Well, no, and when you texted me the last time, you're like, hey, I'm heading out of service. Like, we're just driving out. And I was like, okay. And then I, I said, love you. And... Like right after that, I was like, oh, I'm getting sick. I feel it. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, it's going to be a long weekend. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We were, we were like right side by side in that. That's but it was good. I do have to say that God, I think just helped me in some ways, be a mom and just sit and slow down and love our girls. And, you know, it's just in those hard moments, you can either just like write it off and just say, forget it all. Or you can say, I'm going to embrace this. This is an opportunity for me to sit and read with my girls, to love them. Yes, we watched movies um, because we are just all trying to survive. Yes, I ordered food in because when dad's gone, I get to do that. Yeah, I just get to. <laughs> it's a whole like treat yourself weekend. <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> just being honest. Anyways, that's why we sound a little nasally. <laughs> yeah. So today, today we're going to have a fun, fun conversation. This is so helpful to me, so helpful to my heart to be reminded of this ten this tendency to mm-hmm. compare mm-hmm. and almost so just last night what we were talking about oh we were sitting <clears> on the couch <throat> and we try not to the, the girls were watching some sort of cartoon and we were sitting there with them of course we had our phones in hand all just right being we're, great parents right now just, just winning winning the parenting game <laughs> man we are good parents judge us compare right now friends just <laughs> watching some watching some wishing poof right That's no what it was? i think it was true or something oh anyway yeah some <laughs> crazy magical shows anyways um, so <laughs> i was doing some fierce marriage instagram stuff because people people will do like they'll, they'll, they'll share tag it. and i love it because yeah. they'll share kind of they're reading a book and they'll put it in the story mm-hmm. and then they'll tag us and then i would i 90 percent of the time i miss those yeah because i'm on instagram as, li- as little as possible because it hurts my heart <laughs> the whole comparison so, thing i was like selena hey you're on instagram why don't you spend some of that time like moderating this fierce marriage stuff <laughs> and i was like that's way better because i get on it and i'm like Bleh. yeah i get and on I don't my mean personal it in thing. that in like a bad way and within just, seconds i yeah. feel when i'm on it with my personal account yeah. within seconds i feel inadequate i immediately forget that i am bought and paid for by the blood of christ yeah. i'm loved by him to the nth degree my identity is secure my in, in him. him because of him not because of me yeah I immediately forget all that. And yeah. I start thinking, wow, that guy can sure squat a lot. I, all my stuff is like weightlifting stuff. <laughs> I was like, you better say so. I don't what know do why. Mean? Okay. I'm not like this hardcore. Well, mine's like horses and like I think homeschooling. I, I followed like Eddie Hall for like <laughs> six months. Eddie Hall is the, like, he's a world record holder for the deadlift and he has, a, there's a movie about him. I followed him and then I followed maybe one <laughs> Does other that guy. that make you feel insignificant that you can't lift as much as the, no, <laughs> like one of the I, strongest it, men in the world? Because <laughs> his story is interesting to me. Yes. I'm so, so weird. Week. <laughs> it's uh, funny we laugh but we do this we do this i'm like i yeah, see people you know true. riding competing horses and i'm like you know i probably could do that again 
And I'm like, in what time? Like, <laughs> in what but time would you do any of this? Did you know, okay, I'm going to read the, there's a book, I can't remember the name of it right now, but there's this whole conspiracy around this. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so maybe I should use a different <laughs> word. But those those, whole, like, those apps are yeah. designed to engender that sort of, or to give, to uh, what to incite, that's the right word, to incite comparison, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Fear of missing out. And so... Right, it's I, not I joke affirming about, you, right? No, no, it's not like, it's like, hey, look at all these things that you, you should want. Yeah. I mean, the whole premise is like, we should get you to buy and act on yeah. that, that yeah. impulse. Um, so anyway, I, I was talking about how I see, I see all the weightlifting stuff. because so I follow these two guys for like a short period of time when mm-hmm. I was just interested in that specific topic. And now it's like, everything is fitness. Right. And so I don't even get on there because I just feel inadequate. And, and if I, if I steer away from there then i then i'm onto like the adventure track where people are like living their best life now and doing all these great like <laughs> you're like oh cool they're climbing a mountain i'm sitting here at a computer <laughs> oh look that guy's swimming with a great whale that's awesome a gray whale that's awesome i want to do that a blue whale or whatever i do want to do that anyways and then i think well how can i somehow not sit at my desk and how could i be and scuba diving in barbados whale. right now how is that possible <laughs> It's funny, right? But we do this. We do it. And I want to use a quote by Ryan Frederick oh, my word. in one of his blog posts because I that really guy. did like it. That guy's a, a, a piece of work. No, God is working on him and I love him. He's pretty hot. <laughs> he, you said, it seems mm. natural to compare ourselves to others. As humans, we compare appearances, careers, marriages, and even spouses. Society encourages it. The chief problem of comparison is that they're usually based on romanticized half-truths. Most often when we compare, we base expectation of ourselves on standards that aren't accurate. They're perceived. Comparisons stifle progress. Only truth in light of the gospel causes real growth. Hmm. And I think that's, I love how you say that because comparison really just breeds compromise in us, right? It just, it just claws at us to change what we believe and what we stand on and the truth that's in us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the that, truth from God that's in us, not like this, you know, self truth yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the notes. <laughs> trying right to be now, clear but. here, um, but when we talk about marriage and what comparison looks like in our marriages, there's a few different areas it really kind of pops its head up, right? So comparing maybe your spouse to other men or other women, like mm-hmm. why isn't my husband thoughtful like her husband, or I wish my wife. Oh, I don't want to say that one. <laughs> What <laughs> you wrote in this? I wish my okay. you didn't write this. I mean, you wrote it in a in as an example. Oh yeah, I a wish. long time ago. <laughs> well, okay, so I wish my wife was skinnier and looked like so and so. Okay, so it's gen- but it happens in our in our of minds, course, right? Of like co- without yes. a doubt, without a doubt. Oh, okay. So there, guys will, <laughs> guys. I mean, they don't. It's not like a uh, a man who's trying to like follow Jesus right. is just going to be like. Oh, you know what? I wish my wife was skinnier because of that other woman. <laughs> right, right. Right. They're not going to say that, and but they but they're going to struggle with thinking that, and they're going to struggle with sure. with loving their wife the way she is, having her like as their standard and of have, beauty, yeah, and having yeah. her. As, and that's why. So we have another blog blog post, and there's a podcast episode on setting your spouse as your standard of beauty or your standard of attractiveness. So mm-hmm. I wrote this thing for guys, yeah, and essentially. Killing comparison when it comes yeah. to your your wife and saying, my wife is, it she is the absolute standard of standard of perfection in terms of physical attractiveness. Obviously, you're not perfect in terms of you know. Um, excuse me. You're, okay, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, but it's in that the whole goal of that, and you can listen to that or read that and just go mm-hmm. find it on the podcast. But the whole goal of that is to basically put this at, to bed and say, hey, you're five foot four. 
I love five foot four. Mm-hmm. You you have brown hair, brown eyes, and freckles. I love brown hair, brown eyes, and freckles. And brown skin. And brown How skin. Dare you. And, and the point is not to to start saying, okay, now all these other women are ugly. The point is to say, like, I'm content with what God has bl- this woman God has blessed yeah, me with, and I love who I have, and like, I love who God has given me, and God's God <clears throat> of the universe has given me this person, like, yeah that statement in itself should bear weight on how we treat each other. Right. And so it, it it's, it's so it funny. Always. It's so funny because somebody, when we, when I wrote that blog post, somebody wrote in and said, Hey, that's, that's great. That works for you. But essentially it's a meaningless mind game. Void, va- void of value is what he said. And I, I got back at him. I got a little sauce, spicy with him, but, um, the whole point of it is, yeah, you know what it is. If you want to call it a mind game, whatever mm. it's called, like, making your mind obedient to your spirit. We mm. talked about in last week's podcast about discouragement mm-hmm. and how you say to your soul, like, why are you downcast within right. me? Oh, my soul. What, what grounds do you do right. you have? Somebody wrote in and said they loved it. I have a, I have a question. How dare you? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so how dare you be downcast? Yes. Oh, my soul. And yes. how dare you brain think anything is more attractive than your wife? Because mm. your wife is the, the mother of your children, the wife of your youth. Your standard the of one beauty, that God like brought aligning. you together. Yeah. And so yes. essentially what we're talking about today is doing the same thing in terms of our own, in every avenue of life and in marriage. Right, so right. let's continue through this. We talked about um, comparing your spouse to other men mm-hmm. or women and then comparing maybe your happiness or your conflicts. Like they never argue like that or they always seem so adventurous and, you know, we never go anywhere or, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of conversations you have. Um, and even we comparing. Have, oh, sorry, we have these friends. I lo- we love them to death. Not going to say their names because I don't want to feel like they're throwing them under the bus, but they they they're so adventurous, and they went down to uh, they went down to Baja, in like in like a. a I love a, these people. I know they're incredible people, and their hearts are great and all that. But I got to spend some time with the guy, mm-hmm. and he deals with comparison just as much as we do. Interesting, <laughs> like, right? We all so, deal with it, huh? Uh, again, they went on this massive trip. They had was like Volkswagen buses, and they went surfing for like two weeks in Baja, and they. Um, took their their daughter and did all this stuff for all this time and they're posting it i'm just like man we're just not as cool as How them we are we that? and they love jesus so <laughs> i can't even like make myself feel better by saying i love jesus more than <laughs> i can't find there's no solace there's no refuge <laughs> there's nothing that's what comparison does and so i it's funny i get to talking to the guy because mm-hmm. we spent some time together and that's like the one thing he deals with the most is comparing mm. and feeling like he's missing out and right. feeling like he doesn't live his the life that he should and all this stuff. So Best life it's ridiculous. Now, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So comparing, you know, our happiness and conflicts or maybe even our accomplishments, you know, they have a nicer house or car or man, he's got a great job or why can't my husband, you know, work like him or do like, mm. you know, whatever he's doing. And um, I think, again, you know, we've we've kind of beat a dead horse with the whole social media. You know, it leaves us just searching for security, meaning, worth, value, which is, is ultimately just identity, right? We're searching for identity in these yeah. half-truths, I would say, lies, right? And I don't... Guys, I post on Instagram, but I really just try to post, like, honestly about our lives and what I'm happy about in that moment. It's Whatever. not like... You're just trying to get likes. Oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> because I, I am not, like, a Pinterest... I can't do it. And I'm... I'm. It's okay. I'm not trying to do that. But I also am trying to be aware of what I'm posting because I don't want anybody else to, like, feel bad or feel like they have to compare or be less. It's more of, yeah. like, can I share a window into my world is what I try to see it as. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so, getting off that, but no, no, no. I want to, I want to okay. tease that out a little bit. We re- we talked about a book by Tony Ranke. Oh yeah, a while back called "It's Twelve Ways Your" or is it 
how to <laughs> 12 ways to charge your phone you <laughs> no a friend said it wrong no it's 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 12 ways your phone is changing you yes and so we did two episodes on it which we've hardly ever so done that good. And it was, and they were so, we were processing it. So they're like three months apart, but there's two episodes. It's a part one <laughs> and a part two. Anyway, one of the ways, one of the things he said is that our like whole approach to activity has changed mm. because now it's become an avenue by which we can get this weird sort of self-satisfaction, self-gratification, mm. not just in the activity itself, yeah. but by the attention it will garner online. Mm. And so we've kind of had to check our own hearts in the sense that, okay, when we post things, like I don't like posting to Facebook. I don't like posting. It's not something that I enjoy doing. The only time I ever do it is if I'm trying, if I'm honest, is if I'm trying to get some sort of attention for something that I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and I think you can do this in, a, in a, with a right heart, right? It's not like you can never post these things and not have an okay heart. I just know from my own heart, mm-hmm. that's usually my my tendency. And so, since we read that book, and by the by the grace of God, I've said okay. The internet's a tool. If the Apostle Paul were alive, how mm. would he use this tool to mm. tell people about Jesus? So basically, I see the internet as just, as just a way to show up and share the gospel. Mm. And so we can do that by being transparent with our lives. Yeah, that's we can a way do- better idea than mine. What were, what was Sitting your- in comparison over here. <laughs> 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 well, just like giving a window into our lives and sharing with people. We do have lots of friends that are out of yeah. town. And so kind of sharing what's going on in our lives. But, you, you know, know. what's funny is people... Um, people care a lot less like it's to me the most important thing that we can do and Mm -hmm. this is in god's word is we can share the truth with somebody in in love right Mm -hmm. and that truth in love is the gospel right and just pointing people to christ like clinging to him Mm -hmm. and so uh the more i post it's funny like for every people follow you know i track and that sort of thing on Mm -hmm. instagram and all that and it's like when i post about jesus people unfollow it's like (laughs) they don't they don't want anything to do with it and i try not to be preachy crazy i know but anyway, I'm getting but yeah. off topic now. So, yeah, and, you know, media. just social media and intimacy, I think we can compare, um, you know, just in our conversations or what we hear. Um, and then maybe we even compare with... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You love going fast through these. And we have a lot to well, cover. Well, because we have we? a lot to cover and we're breezing through our So intimacy, here. one of the biggest... Pro- <laughs> just, just, just interrupted you. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, shut up. <laughs> just whatever. Sling, go shut ahead, up. Dwight. <laughs> Our small group went out and we were all talking about just stuff that small group guys talk about. The guys went out and played mini golf while talking. It was awesome. And one of the things that we talked about was this area of intimacy. And it's it's even within our, our group, we all love and know each other. There's comparison happening because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they're, so-and-so's healthy. So-and-so is not in a healthy place. Well, why are they healthy and we're not? Yeah. And why are they, you know, they, they have intimacy or they have sex way more often and it mm-hmm. seems more satisfying. And our sex life is... And right. shambles and and so we compare there but also as guys we compare to pornography if we have a past or mm. we're dealing with a, a, a constant temptation in pornography right um, a lot of women feel like their husband's unsatisfied because she's not willing to do the things that he has already seen played out mm-hmm. in completely fabricated like acting scenarios yeah again com- he's comparing not, that not truth not, not real, reality not healthy very, li- very very sinful yes um, and a wife will feel like, well, I'm not as, you know, I'm not everything my husband needs me to be. So she's comparing to them. He's comparing her to them. He's comparing, mm-hmm. you know, so that's yeah. very, very, very true. Yeah. And I think that leads into our next, uh, just last comparison is maybe you can, maybe you're comparing to each other. And I know that maybe sounds weird, but we know couples that are competitive with each other. Like they have type mm-hmm. A personalities and they, and I had, I think I had some felt comparisons with you early on in our relationship because 
I was just like, man, he just like loves Jesus so much and he can articulate it so well. And he like <laughs> jumps off cliffs and he's so adventurous and he doesn't care like if it's a video or whatever. Like he's just, you're there for the moment. And Jump not... off cliffs into water, not just Sorry. cliffs in general. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff jumping, just big assumptions there. <clears throat> um, I just, I felt not a lot of lack. I would just like, I think it made me like so glad to be by your side, but also like, man, I'm not. I'm not as, com- you know, com- I'm not you. That's I don't. so funny because I thought the same thing about you. <laughs> so funny. That's because I was trying to prove to you that I was. I was just like, she's so free. She loves Jesus <laughs> so well. And she just does. She leads people so well and like articulates herself so beautifully. Oh, and- isn't it funny? We're all comparing, right? Yeah. And there's one other thought that you said, um, just like how unhealthy comparisons, they're just, they're usually formulated from a distance. Like while our relationship and transparency allow for more honest growth, if we're going to crush comparison we have to know the true source of our identity you know both you and i individually Mm. and also as a couple and so you know it's not a matter of are we gonna ever deal with comparison it's it's a matter of when we face it who are we going to turn to what are we going to listen to what is going to be the governing authority obviously we want jesus we want the gospel to be governing Mm us in this area, but we are so prone, again, our sinful selves to turn to ourselves, to look to our own strength, to look at some of these lies and think, you know, like Eve did, oh, the fruit looks good. And I feel like I'm not as good as God because the enemy said, well, yeah, that goes know? all the way back to the, yeah, the very beginning comparison has been the, right. I mean, pride and, and comparison have been the, right. The root of all sin. So comparison is a mode. All right. So it's not a sin think in it's itself. It's a mode of pride. It's a mode of dealing with insecurity. Okay. So we're deeply, deeply, deeply insecure because of sin. Mm -hmm. Right? I Mm -hmm. don't know. You know, and so there's this sense that we, like, I need to feel secure in who I am. Do I matter? Am I loved? Do I measure up? Mm -hmm. Those are all the big questions. And to, to, in order to find those answers, I have to, I have to compare to something. I have Mm. to compare to something to calibrate myself, to know if something's straight up and down, you use a plumb line. Right. What is that plumb line for you? Yeah. For some people, it's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> for some people, it's <laughs> Justin Bieber. I'm using, I, I don't know You're why so those random. two came up to me. <laughs> so random. For other people, like like me, it's The Rock. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, not kidding. <laughs> Out of the abundance of the heart, my Just love. Just how can I be 6'4"? How can I be 6'4"? <laughs> I That's ask myself I that every day. How can I just be taller? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't figured out how to make... I can get wider. That's easy. I can get wider get really quickly. Get your knees done. <laughs> Knee extensions. <laughs> um, Anyways, so whatever that plumb line is, you'll, we're so insecure, we want to find, okay, yeah. how do we measure up to this? And obviously, yeah. we're here to tell you that that's... That's Jesus is the only worthy one. And the, beauty, the beautiful thing is we can't measure up, but he has made... A, like, he has called us, like, adequate. Right. <laughs> well, he us. made the way for us to be... Right. And he well, has changed our identity. Like in him, we're hidden in him, yeah. in the righteousness of Christ. It's, it's him that makes us righteous. It's the blood of Jesus that makes us, that, that I don't want to say this wrong. Obviously, it's the blood of Jesus that covers us, right? And when God sees us, he sees Christ. And our identity is is and should be rooted in that, but it, it mm. never really is. Like as far as in our minds, we're always battling that this side of heaven, right? Yeah. And again, we're, I think it's, it's kind of beautiful, right? God calls us, he doesn't call us to be like anybody else, but he calls us to be like Christ. You know, Jen Wilkin always talks about, people are asking her like, what's God's purpose for my life? And it's to be more like him, like to Mm. be holy. And, (laughs) 
and how do we do that? Like we by resting and knowing mm-hmm. who Jesus is and, so and what, what he's done for us and what that means for our life. And we just can't seem to do it. Like we just comparison is such a more familiar battle, right? Like we'd rather stay here and try to like duke it out with the world. And God's like, I've already paid the price for this. Like I've, I'm calling you to live out of this well of abundance that I have mm. given you identity and purpose and intentional, intentional living. Like this is, these are things I'm calling you to, to bear fruit from the spirit. And so, so, you're looking at me blank. No, no, no. What Jen said, I'm just thinking <laughs> about what, that's so good. Cause what Jen was talking, she's bucking against this idea that, okay, what's God's will for me? What should I do with mm-hmm. my life? Mm-hmm. And her whole thing is, and this is biblical <clears throat> obviously is, it's not about, we're, we're not called into a life of doing, but into a life of being. The Bible doesn't really talk about do as much as it, everything that we do, it comes out of our being. Right. And even in James, when it says we're faith without works is dead, it's not mm-hmm. saying that like do the works to get the faith. It's saying that if you have true faith, it works will be, are gonna it flow will out show of that. through yeah. works. Yep. Yep. The, the faith is the root of the works and the works are the fruit. So we are getting ahead of ourselves because we do, this is exactly where we're going though. But what, what does the Bible say in terms of, of comparison. So we've kind of debunked this whole idea that like comparison is something that's out there. It's really an identity issue, right? It's a really, if you get to the root and the source, it's an identity and issue. And an insecurity issue, and which an, again insecu- is identity. Yeah. I'm right. You're right. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Come on, right person. Carry the conversation forward. You're doing so well. Oh, you're just there's, perfect. There's the pride. Go just, you. There's the smudgeness. <laughs> and off the horse I go. But really getting into what the Bible says about who we are and and what God mm. has called us to, right? And not comparing to the world, not trying to live out of what we see, but out of who Christ is, what he's done for us. Yep. Um, so first off, what does the Bible say is we are, we are not like unequivocally we are not called to keep up with the joneses okay <laughs> is that in deuteronomy that's, yeah, deuteronomy deuteronomy no but no I, basically I'm saying yes that we're, we're called to be like christ we're right. never called like there's no scripture that says like be be like be like this well, and that'll anything be like your scripture is always just saying like lift your eyes fix your eyes on christ on things that yes. are eternal like the things of this world will pass away, but God's word will remain forever. Like it's mm. constantly pointing us back to God, pointing us back to his word, his commandments, his law, his goodness, his spirit. Like these are the things that will last. And these are the things that yeah. will ultimately fulfill that need for identity, that need for worth and value and affirmation and assurance. Yeah. Go. Sorry. Jeremiah 9 <clears throat> verses 23 and 24 says, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, Mm. that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Mm. Okay. I think it's amazing how he covered like all the big ones. (laughs) I know. Like I I always want to find confidence in how smart I am, like how well I can write or articulate (laughs) things or study things or, or synthesize ideas. Right. (laughs) When I'm at the gym, I want to, I want to boast about how strong I am. And like, I want, I'm always comparing, like Mm. it's funny at the gym, like you'll never be the strongest guy at the gym. Never. Uh, And that's so silly to actually try that. And the, the, you know, our riches, we always want to compare like, our house or, yeah. you know, how much money do we have? And no one ever like tells you, but like how much money do they have saved? Do we have that much saved? <laughs> yeah. Or we're going to be doing this. Like we're moving to this part of town. <laughs> Everybody's always like posturing and it's silliness. And, and so he's saying this, like 
if you boast, boast in this, that he, boast that you understand and know God, you know that he is the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth, for those are the things he delights in. So we're not built to compare ourselves to others. Right. I love that. So. Right. Um, <clears throat> in 2 Corinthians 5.21, we have here, um, it says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So this is speaking again to our identity mm. and who we are in Christ and yeah. because of, of Christ. And we are, you know, we are justified. Is that is it Romans 3.27? That mm. talks about how we are justified. I'm just pull it up real quick. Okay. Then what becomes of our boasting? It it is it is excluded by Selena, what? Kind this of is why we put the uh, b- I verses put the in verses the notes. In there. Okay. So one time I use a a link and you, it didn't work if right. If you put the reference in, you have to know <laughs> the sorry. verse by heart. That's the rule. <laughs> okay. So it's the wrong one. But anyway, it's called being justified by the law. Is yes. What that one's talking about. Yes. So and like, so and you you call it an antiquated standard. I love your big words. <laughs> it's well. <laughs> The law was there for a purpose, and God's law is still good. I don't want to say that it's... it's No, just, it shows it us the like, way to live. But it's not how we justify ourselves. It, but it's not how we're saved. That's so funny. I had that conversation with our girls today, actually. We were reading in the storybook Bible about about the Israelites and manna and water coming down out of the rocks and everything. And um, I was like, do we, you know, are we trying to be good like do you think because they're like we'll be good we'll follow the commandments you know all the israelites <laughs> in the little storybook and but they didn't huh and i asked i was like do you think we, that it, that we have to be good to to get the things of god or something you know and we just had this conversation about how we try to to do good and to get these things but god's god's law isn't there to like inhibit our good right like his law it was it was much more like boiled down okay. <laughs> it was not this I'm thinking how do they understand this <laughs> how do they possibly sorry understand i'm that? sure everybody's thinking that but we did have i don't it's the holy spirit because we did talk about how like god's law and the things he tells us to do because they know the ten commandments by a song and so i'm t- i was like are those things you know that we hmm. we don't do these to say to get saved? Who saves us? And they like Jesus. I mean, like Jesus. And they're like, oh, sweet, awesome. It's getting in there a little bit. But so, um, so the verse, the single verse. <laughs> that's good. Sorry. Just get back, get back <laughs> on the train, Selena. <laughs> sorry. So this verse I committed to memory because it it is like a salve on my on my like uh, comparison. <laughs> yeah, wounds. Yeah, it it eases my comparison mm. it puts me in, in my place mm. so but good. it also reminds me that i have a thing to do here and it's not it's out of a place of identity in christ yeah. right and it's so acts twenty twenty four. Mm-hmm. but I, I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself mm. so i do not account my life in itself of any value mm. or as precious in itself in that this life without christ is worthless Mm, I am atoms floating in space. That's all I am. I'm molecules floating around in space. If there's not a context, a backdrop of God, of the God of creation, Mm. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who lived the perfect life and died the death that I should have died. If I don't have any of that, I'm meaningless, right? Right. That's what Paul is saying in Acts. It's not Paul. It's um, Well, actually, Paul is quoting in Acts. So he said, he's being quoted, excuse me. But I do not account this life of any value, nor is precious to myself. If only I can finish my course, mm. the thing that God has called me to do. So what is that? It's to love my wife well, to love my kids well, to steward their little lives well, to point them to the gospel, to do this thing on the internet that we're doing, which random, it's like so random, but mm. we're just telling people marriages, 
about Jesus. Yeah. So there's only my finish my course in the ministry that I received. Mm-hmm. This is again back to Acts twenty twenty four. Um, that I might testify to the grace of God. Mm. Or no, that I might testify to the uh, the grace of God. I, I stopped saying it, so I can't. I have to say it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I do not count my life of any value, nor is precious to myself, but only that I may only finish my course, the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus Christ, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. There it is. So the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus Christ, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So anyway, I say that verse not only to, not to just be like, oh, wow, Ryan memorized a verse, but really that has become such a refrain in my heart. the anthem of your life, yeah. That is, if only I could just just tell people about Jesus, to show up and share the truth. Yeah. Like, regardless of what, and whenever I get upset because so-and-so's book sold way more copies or so, so-and-so have... Can have a, lift a thousand pounds and I can't. Honestly, if, I, if I'm honest, it's more about like <laughs> know. people writing books and selling books and getting fame and getting all these things <laughs> that are worthless. My mission well, is just to love... Yeah. You know what I mean? They're to compare I know, against right. worthless. What are you trying to say? Well, I just don't want you to <laughs> to feel like I don't want you to put something down to make you know we don't want to build ourselves up by putting others down. Right. So I'm not saying it's not worthless. God is using their their the fruits of their labor to do yep. what they need to do. Yep. But for us to compare is worthless on our part because you're you're right. Thank you. Yeah. So the the temptation, and you just brought a point up that I wanted to share is I think we we tend to shift. It's, I call it like idol polishing mm. and idol shifting. <laughs> so like we polish one idol in favor of, you know, to mm-hmm. get rid of another. So mm-hmm. like if someone's feeling bad because their identity is lost and they're like, man, I just feel like, you know, we've. Our marriage isn't what it. Yeah. Or or I'm just trying to think of a t- concrete example. Like we don't have, we don't have what so-and-so has and they're, someone's venting to you and you're saying, but look at this amazing life you've lived, right? Like mm. you've had all these adventures and they haven't had those adventures, mm-hmm. right? Or you've done this or look at these kids that. You're just polishing another idol saying, like, get your worth from this. Like, right. You can't get your worth from that. Like, we understand that. Your life sucks in that regard. <laughs> but in this other way, you're better. So right. let me just polish that up and I'll when, hand you to that. Here, worship this for right. a while because this will make you feel better. Yeah. Here you go. When, All you're doing is changing out an idol right. for another one. And really, we're supposed to be pointing each other to Christ and pointing each other to God and the things of God. In very tangible ways. Yes. And I want to get into some tangible ways. And okay. we don't. Uh, for a marriage but first i want to so instead of <clears throat> polishing an idol and handing that to your friend or picking up another more shiny idol off your, off your own like nightstand <laughs> right uh this is the verse that i encourage you to pick up a second second peter 1 3 we've said it lots but it's it's just so all-encompassing it's his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence but essentially what he's saying is that we have everything we need for life and godliness mm-hmm. in Christ by mm-hmm. his divine power of him who has called us to his own glory and excellence. Mm-hmm. So incredible. And if we take that seriously, we don't have to polish up an idol. We can say, Jesus, I have everything I need in you. It's so good. You have called me um, through the knowledge of your glory and excellence. Right. Your your goodness as king and your excellence as a perfect human being who <laughs> satisfied the law. <laughs> right. So it's finding, it's finding contentment, right? In, in God and not in these other idols that, Mm. well, I haven't picked up that one in a while. So that seems, that seems right. That seems good. And it feels like it feels good. feels good to pick up that other idol. Right. But it, in Colossians three, I think that was one of the verses that we really wanted to make sure we hit was, um, you know, starting in verse one, if then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. 
and done. <laughs> For you have yes. died and your life is hidden <laughs> mm. with Christ in God. Yeah. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So that's that's verses one through four. And then five tells us like what to do, right? Put to death, therefore, what's earthly in you. Sexual Mm. immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which Mm. is idolatry. Wow. And that's comparison. Comparison. Mm. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Obscene talk. (laughs) That's speaking Thank right you. to you. Verse eight. While, while Paul is reading your mail, <laughs> I just gotta say, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, this He's idea. Sometimes though. <laughs> okay. To be honest. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just don't swear on the podcast, Selena. <laughs> Please don't swear. On <laughs> Please the don't. Podcast. I don't want to have to bleep anything out today. <laughs> Not today, Satan. <laughs> if then. If then you have been raised with Christ, the idea of being with Christ, he uses that on and on in that you've been raised with Christ, mm. your life is hidden with Christ in God, uh, you will also appear with him in glory. So we are with Christ. Like he, mm. I've, <laughs> I'm picturing a papoose. Do you know what a papoose is? <laughs> nope. It's, <laughs> I, don't, I haven't used that word in years. It's good to see you again, word. The papoose. <laughs> it's like a thing that like Eskimos carry their kids in. Okay. I think. <laughs> you don't know. I have like a ninety percent. Like, do you know how to spell it? P a p o u s e. I think. Nope. Papouse. Papoose. Anyway, it's like we're it's in like Christ. Moose. Papoose. What, what's the P-A- definition? Uh, an American English loan word whose present meaning is a Native American child, or even more generally, any child, usually used oh as goodness. a term of endearment. Often the context of it. it has a picture though of a baby in, a thing. in one of those things okay. that you're thinking of. It's a thing that you that they carry babies in. Yes. Okay. I just wish you would just get the definition that I want you to get. <laughs> anyway, I, I we're in Christ's <laughs> papoose. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> we're off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. No, but being with Christ. No, I get it. And it's just a visual that is is just so interesting to me. Well, you got a picture of it right in front of you. <laughs> but we're being carried with Christ. Yes. And like, we are along for the ride, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And so that sense of, uh, I am with him, that he has carried me. In Romans, he talks about nothing in their life nor death. Or angels or demons can like can basically pull us from, right. from his grip. Mm. Yeah. Life or death. That's yeah. huge. Angels or demons. Yeah, and so that sense that there's nothing that can can ruin that identity can mm. can make it go the other way, right? And so, and if anything, I feel like comparison should just point us back to Christ, right? It should, and that's what Paul is saying is like that sense that seek the things that are above where mm. Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set right. your minds on things that are are not the things that are on this earth, right? Right. right. For you have died, and your life is hidden. So that's the sense that we've died. Uh, we've died in our flesh, right? And we are in Christ now, right? So, and that does lead to some tangible things that we'll get da- we'll get down into, um, like how can we, you know, set our minds on Christ, and what does that look like, you know? But there was also one last verse or section of scripture I think that we wanted to read, which was First Timothy six. Um, it's talking about contentment and godliness, which ob- contentment is sort of the. <laughs> 
what is it the other side of the spectrum of comparison right so it's like the the com- the combat the mm. what do you call it i'm thinking like with superman the kryptonite oh kryptonite <laughs> the kryptonite of comparison is that right is contentment yeah but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world but if we have food and clothing with these we will be content but who but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation into a snare into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil it is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs but as for you O man of God, flee these things, pursue Mm. righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So that's 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 12 again. Yeah. So the, again, this is what I was trying to say earlier on in that this is Paul writing to Timothy. It's a pastoral letter Mm -hmm. and he was, um, you know, encouraging him in his pastoral ministry, mm-hmm. but also saying like, live this life so that the, you know, your, your brothers and sisters, the other believers will be able to emulate it. Mm. And so I think it's safe to say that this also applies to us mm-hmm. in that when we, when we talk, when we're talking about being content, like it doesn't matter if you're a pastor or otherwise, mm-hmm. we're called to contentment, mm-hmm. that, that contentment in, that comes from a sense of godliness. And instead we are called to pursue things. We're not, never in scripture are we called to pursue like think of all the things we spend time pursuing mm. attention. Mm-hmm. We spend time pursuing, you know, financial status. Right. We spend time pursuing entertainment, ease, mm. comfort, having our desires satisfied, <laughs> whatever that is, whether it's food, entertainment, music, right. all these different things, uh, experience, adventure. We have this sense of self-actualization. I want to feel like I've lived my best mm. life. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like I've maximized my potential. Right. And that's why we get into every other issue in society when you talk about big, complex things like... I don't open up a can. We have another episode on it. Go back and listen to that one. But like abortion. <laughs> right. What is fueling? It's this idea that I should be able to live my best life. And this is inhibiting my, my best life. Mm. I've made this decision and, you know, or whatever reason I, I have to make, I have to inhibit anything that's going to hinder my best life. So, right. and Paul is basically saying like, don't, we're never called to seek anything on that spectrum, anything around those right. selfish priorities. Instead, we're called to think, 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 excuse me, uh, we're called to dwell on and, per- and uh, what's the word? Dang it. Pursue. Um, pursue. Thank you. We're called to pursue things that are God-centered, right? right. So instead, we, we want to pursue things that are self-centered, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that are self-focused, things right. that satisfy self. And Paul is basically calling us out of that and saying, seek things that are God-centered, right? Jesus-centered, godliness, righteousness, all these good things. Well, and there's beauty in, in purpose in that because when we're seeking the things of God, not only are our hearts being sanctified and brought, I don't want to say closer, but brought more in light of God, right? I guess just brought more into the light, but the people around us see that as well. So it's not only a working inside of our hearts, but it's also um, a sign or a symbol of of what's what's going on in our hearts to those around us, to our spouse, to our kids, to our neighbors, mm-hmm. to our family members, you know? And so I think that... <clears throat> Excuse me, when people in our just outside of our nuclear family, when they see Ryan and I just being happy together, living life, laughing together, I mean, you hear us on this podcast. This is pretty much what we are most of the time. When we do fight, it's gotten faster. Um, when we do have hard times, we bring other people into those situations. But 
I think when people see that, wow, like there's some, they're pretty, they're, they're more steadfast, right? I mean, that does take time and that does take growth, but I, my prayer is that they see Christ in our relationship. They see that God is the reason why we can reconcile, why we do go to certain people to talk about certain things, because we know that they're going to advocate for us and they're not going to, you know, come between us. They're not going to create, they're not going to make us be adversaries with each other, right? So what you're saying is that for, for whatever it's worth, if people see Ryan and Selena, Frederick, the good, life, the bad, and the ugly, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you're hoping that it's not in, in it's not inciting in comparison, comparison, right? But it's, in, it's wanting them, it's making them want to see more of Jesus, right? That's, that's the hope, right? Because I'm going to fail. Obviously, we're going to fail, and everybody. I used to look to people for that, like, and I don't know if that was just the Christian culture that I grew up in, but I was looking to people and yeah. and writers and just people in general to it, answer my it, questions, to be all that they could be for me. Because when they let me down, which I knew they probably would, but I didn't always know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to deal with that. So I think it begs the to the sidebar here just quickly. It's not bad to look up to other people. No. It's not bad to aspire to things in life. No, okay? but I look to them for like ultimate answers. And that's, and, and that's what I'm going to say yeah. is that it's not I just, it's not bad to say, oh, we're trying to, you know, save up or we're trying to do whatever. And we always talk about the finance thing, but like for fitness or whatever, to have a better sex life with your spouse to, it's not bad to want or aspire to any of those things. The the difference is, is that comparison becomes crushing when it becomes the thing we get our deep significance from. Right. The objective. And it's crushing because we could never, we can never measure up. Right. And that's what we're fighting against here. We're not saying, hey, have a completely passive, unambitious life and just mm. sit in a, a dark point. room and it's read your point. Bible all the time <laughs> and never try to apply it right, to right. the practicalities of life. That's not what we're saying. No. So maybe we shouldn't have waited 45 minutes into this to say that. <laughs> but Hopefully that's, people know so that. So we want to make sure that that's, that's kind of the underlying, like, that's the salt, yes. right? Like, yes. That's seasoning this whole conversation. Yes. So. Well, and this is why, you know, getting into some of the tangible stuff, this is why we talk about... Uh, you know, the importance of memorizing scripture because it helps us remember the truth in the midst of all these lies. You know, it's it, it grounds our identity in Christ mm. when we have God's word hidden in our heart so that we won't sin against him, right? Yeah. This is why we talk about praying together and praying for each other and your marriage. And, you know, hey, babe, I, I know that this is babe. probably, you know, I, I know you, so I know that you're dealing with this comparison. I saw this. How are you feeling? I saw this on Instagram or something. How are you feeling about what you saw or what you heard yeah. or what you read? Are you, you know, checking in on their hearts because you care about their hearts and you care about, you know, where they're getting their identity uh, from. And as spouses, we are first disciples to each other and we're trying to get get each other back to Christ, right? And get each other mm. back to that that secure place. And sometimes like you say things to me in the middle of when I'm feeling at my worst and in the moment, it doesn't change my feelings, but it definitely puts an anchor down for me to just start holding on to in the midst Mm. of like this waves of tide and everything. Like I don't feel it, but I know it. And eventually the knowing will cause the other feelings to like, Mm. they'll submit to it. They'll, they'll come around. But it really is just, you know, holding on to that. And again, and also knowing like why we are called to be in community, to not hide these, these comparisons and these struggles that we have. We've got to, we've got to share them with other people because the the light needs to pierce the darkness. You know, we've got to let. If you have people in your life that know Jesus well and know his word well, they can 
minister to your heart in meaningful ways that yeah. are sustainable and are true to God's word. Good job, Ed. And so it, it's not just, hey, I need to talk to, you know, just any random person or any just right. friend, like somebody who's a brother or sister in Christ. I guess that's what I mean same, when I say community. Yeah. You mean it's a good lot of to things define. when you say words. You have, you have. You have a lot of depth in your words, and uh-huh. I, need to, I need to mine those depths. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, what, you, what you were saying about anchoring, I love that word picture because, as in Hebrew, it says we have this anchor steadfast mm-hmm. for the soul, like mm-hmm. basically strong and unwavering, like unshakable. Mm-hmm. We have in him this anchor. It's steadfast. And mm-hmm. so you have to do that in these times because I know when I feel that wave of comparison come on mm-hmm. and the insecurity that that plays on. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a flare up. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a fire that flares up right. and all the emotions are there and you can either go into despair or you can start striving harder mm-hmm. or you can just try to distract yourself somehow. And the, the thing that has to be done if we're believers, if we are in Christ, we are, and we're trying to focus on things that are above, not on below, as Colossians right. 1 says, or Colossians 3 says, then we need to throw down that anchor. Yeah. Say, this storm's coming. Storms are coming. <laughs> throw down the anchor. And sometimes your spouse can be the one that yeah. will help you get that anchor yeah. out of your hand and throw it down for you. Yeah. And say, listen, your identity is in Christ. You are called to do the things that he has called you to do. Right. You are called to be the person that he has called you to be. Right. Nothing else. Right. And Everything I know, else is garbage. And for me, when you say those things, but you also say, because I'm like, it's not easy. It's hard. I want to cry all the time. <laughs> like, when yeah. I tell you those things, you're like... You're very good at comforting saying, I know, like it's not easy, A, maybe being a pioneer or it's not easy, you know, doing things that are contrary to what most of your friends are doing. Like, I know that that weighs on you. So for uh, empathizing, that really helps me release that anchor, I think, and cling to cling to it as well. Like the the above part of the anchor. (laughs) So, yeah, one of the things that we've struggled with and just real quickly is the idea of homeschooling. You mentioned being pioneers. We Mm -hmm. feel like sometimes it's hard not to compare ourselves to other parents or to other schools but really in reality like if we're standing on christ and the fact that we're in him like in colossians 3 then we know that we've been called to this and to focus on him the fact that he's called us into this mm-hmm. you know so I, I don't want to get into that too too far but anyway what say you <laughs> um i just think getting into some of the tangible ways that we can i think we talked about that about how we can um just combat comparison you know by memorizing scripture and um, praying and all that. But the couple's conversation challenge, I guess, for this week would just be have an honest conversation with your spouse about the areas that each of you are, are dealing with comparison in. So like, what are you husband dealing with in terms of comparison? What am I as a wife dealing with? And how can we help each other in those areas for one, but how can, let's find scripture that talks about our identity in Christ. We talked you and I talked about a few, maybe it's in Colossians three about fixing our eyes on, or is that the one pursuing the things, you know, godliness and gentleness and all of these. Cause when we're, when we're focused on first the, Timothy, I when think. we're focused on those things, you know, comparison is going to fall by the wayside. So find some scripture, memorize it, get it in your heart and then pray together and pray for each other. Um, know each other, You know, I think we can probably dig out some of those areas and identify in our spouse, but I think it's always helpful for us to name and own those things Mm -hmm. as an individual, you know, owning that I feel insecure about these things or I compare myself to this all the time and please help me. And even saying like, I sometimes find myself comparing our life and comparing Mm -hmm. you in these ways. Yeah. And that this is how it's caused us to fight. Like really just talk through where are those points of comparison that you find yourself falling into and then just 
get the tools, and this is what you're saying with scripture, yeah. get the tools in your hand, yeah. the truths that God has yes. given us. We have to equip our minds and our hearts with those truths that are actually true, not like we're fed right. lies all day long. All day. You need actual truth in your hand to right. fight these things. Right. And so for us, again, that's Acts 20, 24 is one of those big pieces, but also you hear us talk about Colossians 3 a lot, and that's a huge one being mm-hmm. with Christ and the preeminence of Christ in Colossians 1. All this really good stuff that's really restful for our hearts. So right. if you have those tools and those truths in hand, mm-hmm. you can better fight these things and you can throw down those anchors mm. in those times of storms, you know, that, that throw <laughs> casting down your anchors. Love it. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, um, we didn't do any of this at the beginning, but uh, as far as housekeeping. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> So if you're listening to it still at this point and you haven't left a rating or review, please do so. That helps us a ton. You yeah. can leave um, a rating on iTunes or whatever your app is. Write a review. That also helps. And the reason it helps is because it gets the word out about mm-hmm. the podcast. And um, the internet thrives on on reviews. And the podcasting world does as well. Secondly, if you have any questions... Um, no, this is the second one. Patreon. <laughs> Secondly, Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage to become a partner. And there are benefits like free books and rings, but really we're just looking for couples that are like-minded who want to help support this ministry. We don't do ads. We don't do, um, we don't have any income other than what comes through our Patreon supporters for mm-hmm. this. And that helps us in tremendous ways. And it also is a deeper community. So if you want to be a part of that, that would be phenomenal. We would love to have you. Um, and then finally, if you have any questions, go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. All right, guys. I think that is a full episode. What mm-hmm. do you think, Selena? It's very full. Okay, we talk about comparison forever because it is a huge thing that we all deal with. So if you want more resources on that, you can go to fiercemarriage.com. We do. I think we've written a few things about it. Yeah. But anyway, this episode is... In the can. Do you, you want to end with prayer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you pray because you don't sound as stuffy as I do. <laughs> okay. God, thank you that our identity can be rooted in you. I pray that our marriages um, would reflect this, that we would reflect this to each other as spouses, and that when we struggle, God, we would love each other and speak truth to each other, and that we would know your truth to be able to speak it, God, to each other. Thank you for your gift of love and eternal life, and I pray that you would just continue to show us how to live for you, continue to sanctify us and bring us together for your glory. Lord, help us to know contentment in you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, amen. I'm going to say that again. This episode is... <laughs> in the can. All right, friends, thanks for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Uh, we're thankful for you. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we'll see you in seven days. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If our ministry has blessed you, we'd be honored to partner with you on Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. There are benefits to being a partner, but more than anything, you get to be part of making the Fierce Marriage podcast possible. To learn more, go to Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Fierce Marriage. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Thank you.